Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Raven Slayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Lady Boy Chi a sex expert, a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome. You're listening to another episode of Adult Bedtime Stories. I'm Lady Boy Gigi, and I have Paul with me tonight. Hey, guys. And tonight we're doing our episode on psychosexual healing through BDSM roleplay and sacred sexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I've gone through quite an adventure in my life through healing through these methods. And there's so much power through sex and BDSM and role play that can be very healing. Do you have any thoughts, Paul? Yeah, definitely. I know for me, like when I first got into BDSM, I really was mostly focused on the fact that it felt good and I still really like that aspect of BDSM, of course. But after I stuck with it for a while, and especially when I started training under you, I started to really realize that not only did it feel good, but it could really help me grow as a person and expand my my horizons i think one of the the big areas that it it helps with for me 
a lot is through BDSM, I have learned to manage my chronic pain a lot more. And I have a spiritual connection to my pain that I didn't have before I started exploring BDSM. Because when it comes to my chronic pain, the the fact that I, I do a lot of pain play and, and things like that helps me completely recontextualize pain in general. And the fact that I seek it out helps me deal with the the chronic pain when I experience it throughout my day, it helps me deal with it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I would like to distinguish between chronic pain and erotic pain mm-hmm. because they are different types of pain. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, erotic pain has helped me kind of deal with my other pains. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird to put into words, but I can kind of push it in the background now. It's like through BDSM and some sacred practices, it's a matter of focus. And through BDSM, I learned how to focus at a more intense level and be able to put things. There's this concept that we can have foreground and background in our awareness. And oftentimes we can take things that are in the foreground, like chronic pain, and push it back in the background, mm-hmm. where it's just barely a hum. It's still there, but it's not impacting us as deeply as when it's in the foreground. Yeah, and a lot of the techniques that I use when I'm experiencing pain play and erotic pain to work through the pain, like the the breathing techniques and like sitting inside of the pain, but also letting it flow through me and not really fighting it uh, helps a lot. Uh, To learn how to let my muscles relax instead of tensing up against the pain things like that. And that works a lot when I'm working through my like physical pain. I know that there have been scenes we've done where I've had you just totally relax and said, okay, don't fight the pain, embrace mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Pain can be cleansing and purifying, mm-hmm. especially erotic pain. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's a paradox almost because in our culture we're taught that, oh, pain is bad. Mm-hmm. But pain can be a good thing. Mm-hmm. And it can be a, an experience, not just physical pain, but I've gone through a lot of psychological pain and psychosexual pain. And through BDSM and through some spiritual practices, I've been able to take that pain and embrace it and become one with it mm-hmm. and then be able to put it in the background where it's not interfering with my other life experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
that's one of the big things that I've gotten through BDSM because it affects my everyday life. My like my experience of pain is because it is so, so chronic and because it is pretty much never ending. It's one of those things that has like really, really deeply impacted like a, a big part of my life. I know that through BDSM, you've also experienced some healing on the psychological pain you've experienced. Oh, yeah, definitely. It has helped me to sort through feelings, through, to be more aware of how I'm feeling at any given time. I'm a lot better at checking in with myself and being aware of how I'm feeling and starting to ask why I might be feeling the things that I am feeling. It's helped me sort out my thoughts like a lot. It's helped me have a way that I can organize and and sort out my thoughts. It's helped me to really tackle a lot of deep trauma in my life and Anytime there's something new that's traumatizing, it helps me have a way to sort out those feelings. Mm -hmm. And I know that for me, growing up, ADHD and dyslexic, and with a whole string of other learning differences in our culture before even before ADA, <laughs> Americans with Disabilities Act, I didn't get the resources. And not many people understood what it was back then. Mm -hmm. And so I went through a lot of both psychological and physical pain. I had coaches beat the hell out of me. My father beat the hell out of me. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's physical abuse, emotional abuse, and... It wasn't until I got and found a boyfriend that got me into BDSM and into some of the tantric and other spiritual side of sexuality that I discovered a psychosexual healing that was even more powerful in certain ways than therapy. Now, mm -hmm. I think therapy was good. It helped me get do the talking and working through the therapeutic process mm -hmm. was a big help, but it wasn't until I got into BDSM role play hand in hand with therapy mm -hmm. that I was able to transcend. Mm -hmm. I was able to really understand and come to terms with the pain I went through and it brought me to a point where I could forgive what had happened, but still maintain healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. It's like my family and I have not spoken in mm -hmm. oh, over 20 years, I think, now. Mm -hmm. They're toxic. Yeah. And they still want me to be the scapegoat. They still want me to be in this role that I refuse to be in now. Mm -hmm. 
And it's through this process of healing that I was able to stand up and say, okay, enough's enough. I'm not going to play that game. <laughs> yeah. I, I know for me, it's helped me to deal with emotional regulation because a lot of times I have trouble even knowing how I'm feeling at any given time. And even when I'm not feeling well, because sometimes I still struggle with depression or like feelings of melancholy or uh, okay. ennui. Yeah. Even when I'm experiencing those things, I can be okay. I can feel like I know that I'm depressed right now and I know that that doesn't make me bad. It doesn't make it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with me. It's just how I'm feeling it at those given times. If you're not able to feel okay, it feels twice as hard not being okay with not being okay than it is to make your peace with not being okay. And I think that BDSM has really helped me get to the point of acceptance when I'm not feeling well, when I am having chemical imbalances in my brain that make it difficult for me to be happy, to make my peace with that and just sit inside of those crudes when that's how I'm feeling. And I know when we first started working together, there was times when you felt overwhelmed by those mm -hmm. feelings. And mm -hmm. it sounds like now you have a power over it mm -hmm. and that you're able to work through it mm -hmm. when they come up. Yeah, definitely. And I also, like before we started working together, I, I had a problem with like feeling like I was in a place to like work through issues and then I would work on it and I'd work real hard for a while and then I would hit a wall and then I would burn out and then I felt defeated and couldn't keep going and then I'd be like that for a while and then I'd start to feel a little bit better and I'd like to start moving forward and then hit the wall again. And I think that one of the things BDSM has helped me to do is to take things more incrementally and even when, like whether I'm doing really well and moving forward or when I stumble, I don't hit the wall and and give up for a while like I used to. And I, I think BDSM has helped me to, like, move past doing that. And I know it's not just the BDSM. We've done some very powerful rituals, too. Mm -hmm. And I think the rituals have been, the sacred sex part of it has mm -hmm. been a very powerful part of, I know it's been a powerful part of my life, mm -hmm. being able to 
get into that headspace and and partly I do it through BDSM and sometimes partly I do it through just purely sacred sexual work. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I can take myself to that headspace of building that sexual energy or even in a scene doing that BDSM energy combined with sexual energy, it opens a door for me for healing. And I think in the ancient Greek culture, they came up with a word for this, reaching catharsis. Oftentimes in our culture, we're taught to ignore the bad things, to stuff it away. And through BDSM role play, and even sometimes through some pretty intense, just purely sexual experiences, we can become vulnerable and open up and and heal all the wounds mm-hmm. because it takes becoming vulnerable and exposing a part of our deeper self mm-hmm. to a partner or even to ourselves sometimes mm-hmm. and reaching that catharsis. But it's an experiential thing. It's not something that you can just kind of put in academia kind of ways you can't just read about it and it's got to be an experience Mm -hmm. yeah and i i think another thing that comes with that vulnerability both with partner and also like having that vulnerability in yourself is it really helps you Come to a a level of acceptance, acceptance with yourself, of acceptance of the things that you enjoy. Also, like, I think that there were parts of myself that I was afraid to really look at and explore, particularly the darker things that resided in me. And through role play, through BDSM, through some of the rituals that we've done, it has helped me really deeply look into those parts of myself that I used to be afraid of looking into and realizing that All of me is okay, even those parts of myself that I used to be really scared of and unwilling to to look at. And I think that level of acceptance that I've gotten after, like, really exploring those darker parts of myself has, has really helped me blossom and it has help me not be so afraid. And I know that there have been many people that have come up to me when you weren't around and said, I'm so glad you're working with Paul. He has made such a change in his life. He has Mm -hmm. grown so much. And so people around you recognize that Mm -hmm. and and see that you have blossomed into Mm -hmm. a whole new person. Mm-hmm. 
And you've grown so much through our training. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to acknowledge that because I don't think you see how far you've come sometimes. Well, thank you. <laughs> I think another thing that self-acceptance has really helped me with is it's also helped me when I work with other people, be it through temple or in my personal life or just good friends of mine, people that I, I care about. I think by coming to like accept those things and like work some through some of these issues inside of myself, it, it has also unlocked a like a path for me to talk with other people about these issues and help them work through some of the same things that I'm I'm working through right now. Uh, so not only does it help help me deal with my my own uh, issues and insecurities and things like that, but it also helps me help other people work through theirs. And I'd like to talk a little bit about the process. Mm -hmm. Because this is a, a very delicate process. Mm -hmm. It's not something you just want to jump in and, mm -hmm. and really dive deep. Mm -hmm. You want to take it slowly. Yeah. And take some time with it. It's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. But there are some things you can do. And, mm -hmm. and part of the process is finding a dom or sub if you're a dom that wants to take someone on this journey and building trust, mm -hmm. building a, a rapport. Yeah. And going through guided steps, mm -hmm. doing a scene correctly, mm -hmm. setting up boundaries, mm -hmm. and establishing a connection. Mm -hmm. And even I like to bring in a lot of the tantric practices, mm -hmm. everything from forming a genital heart connection to deep breathing. We often think of BDSM as just whack 'em, smack 'em. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's other components sometimes that are not visible at the surface. Yeah. And part of that is forming that deep, deep bond mm -hmm. between the sub and the dom. Mm hmm. Because I look at the Dom as a type of shaman that's taking the sub on a journey into inner space, into headspace, into the mystical and the magical realm of the spirit. Mm -hmm. And when I take, do a scene, I'm taking them on a journey into subspace. And I think subspace in and of itself can be a very healing aspect. Mm -hmm. I know you've experienced some pretty profound things when I've taken you there. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. I I think a big part of it is the the focus that you put on getting outside of the logical and the analytical framework and getting more into intuitive and experiential mindset. I think that another thing about subspace that the, 
it's a heightened um it's a heightened awareness it, yeah it's a heightened awareness and it it's a unique place that's very difficult to to really try to explain it's it's very difficult to explain to people who haven't been there uh, but it, it's incredible I think for me, when I was really into subbing and pain slept myself at one time, when I got into subspace, it was like a whole nother experience. Mm -hmm. I've actually had out-of-body experiences mm -hmm. through subspace, mm -hmm. but even more, more often, I would become more mindful more aware of myself, my body, the present, and the people that were, were around me. I was totally in tune and connected. I felt this connection with the universe. I mean, I'm putting it into words, but the words almost sound hollow as I say them mm -hmm. because it's such a deep, profound experience. Mm -hmm. I was in a whole different level of headspace than <clears throat> what we're taught to be in our world, being analytical and logical. And no, none of logic didn't apply in this space. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I'd, I'd kind of like to, to get back to a little bit is we were talking about how if you want to do a lot of this deeper psychosexual work, it's important to build a rapport and build trust. And I know that one of the tools that you used with me in the beginning and that we've used with other people, like in, in Temple, is the BDSM interest evaluation. I think that that's a, a very, very useful tool because it helps you to really focus on what it is that, that your sub wants, what they don't want, what they're afraid of. It uh, Like in it, we also talk about Injuries and and also like different like <clears throat> things medical that, conditions medical conditions things that can trigger you and it really helps you to show that you really are concerned about about your sub and from the point of view of being the sub like it really helped me to like set a baseline of of trust to to work from yeah uh, so i think that that's a very useful useful tool to start down down that path and if you want a copy of the bdsm interest evaluation email me my email address is admin a d m i n at gg wilbur w i l b u r and that's two g's dot com, mm -hmm. and I will send you the link for the 
free BDSM interest evaluation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I think that when because like to do a lot of this deeper level uh, psychosexual work and to really get like f take uh, your BDSM from just something that feels really good uh, to a level where you can really start uh, like the deep work <laughs> doing the deep work. Uh, it's quite a, a process to, to get there. It's not something that you do overnight. I think putting in the groundwork and and it also takes time to, uh, of working with another person to start because a lot of these issues that you come ac across and uh, these, you know, they're, they're foundational things and, you know, in the bedrock of someone. So it takes time to, to work through it. It takes time to... To heal, it takes time to well, it's a process. Re really understand. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a big undertaking and it shouldn't be taken lightly. And also, like when you're dealing with these like deep level foundational things, you just as you have the power to heal someone, you have if you do it badly, you are playing with fire, you can very easily deeply harm someone so you have to be very very careful well Take... with the right tools you can mm -hmm. do it but if you don't have the right tools mm -hmm. you're stumbling in the dark and even though the intent to harm someone isn't there mm -hmm. you can harm someone yeah definitely uh, and also as as a sub you need to be careful who who you let in because while most people aren't malicious, there are bad actors in the world, and there there are some people uh, in different places who could be malicious, who could actively uh, try to hurt you. So you've got to guard yourself, and you've got to figure out who you trust, and, and like really. And I have heard of doms that use their position as a way to manipulate and use another person, and that's not healthy. Yeah, exactly. It's something that both people have to really establish trust, and both people have to be worthy of trust. You should know your own worth and really value yourself and value your sub and value your dom like there should be a lot of mutual care and, and value going on oh my we're already to station break <laughs> the time flies on this show i would like to remind people that we are still doing our sunday webinars we just got back from a Burning Man event, so we didn't have one last Sunday. And we've got some pagan events where we're taking temple to festivals, so we won't be doing it during those weekends, but I will be putting the full schedule for the next month up on our website at 
ravenslayerleather.com forward slash videos. And basically, if you want to join us on our webinars, right now we're working on body image healing. And this is very powerful. I've had many people go through this training. Sometimes it's a short version at a workshop, and other times I take people through the full process, which can take a couple of months. And everybody that's gone through it has really come out with this feeling more beautiful and feeling more like I am enough. I am deserving of good sex. I am deserving of good, a good life. And so if you're interested, we are working on that. I also have my website if you want more personal attention where I do sex coaching. And that's ggwilber.com. The sex coaching website uh, is ggwilber.com. Yeah. So um, you can sign up for individual workings. I do a 15-minute free kind of courtesy call to see if we can work together well. Mm -hmm. And then once we, what you want, and if it's a good fit between what I can do for you, then we'll set you up for some sex coaching. Mm -hmm. Anything you want to add to Station Break? You can also visit our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash ladyboygg. There you can help us to ensure that we can continue to bring you all this wonderful sexual education. And I think that's about it. Okay. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And tonight we're talking about the spiritual aspects of BDSM, the psychosexual healing, and a little bit on sacred sexuality and how powerful and how healing it can be. Because I know I grew up feeling unloved, unwanted, and like total trash. And it took me going through all the things I teach now to really fully heal and embrace and life embrace life and feel like I'm worthy. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I'm more than worthy. I am 
Pam gorgeous and beautiful and awesome. Mm-hmm. And I don't say that to be overly conceited. I say that because I truly embrace myself mm-hmm. and love myself today. Yeah. And too often in our culture, we get mixed messages saying, oh, you don't want to come off sounding conceited. Mm-hmm. But it's not conceit. When you can fully embrace and love yourself, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother thing than being conceited. <laughs> yeah. It really is about self-acceptance and self-love. One of the things that I really get a lot out of the pain work that I do with BDSM and and things like that is when I do a scene, I there's an aspect to it of it that is like a challenge and it's a challenge that that I'm overcoming and I can be proud of myself for like overcoming that challenge and it really helps me feel like I'm growing and I'm building and like a lot of times people are are impressed when they watch a scene with me and because I do some things that are more like on the more extreme end of BDSM I think sometimes even people like watching a scene involving me it helps them to purge a lot of things it helps them to really like either tackle some things from their past or to like kind of burn out some of that self-hatred or like deal with like catharsis i think sometimes people watching bdsm like it can help them process a lot of those negative emotions and hard things inside themselves and so like not only do i get to tackle my own but i think sometimes i help other people tackle the things inside of themselves that they need purging and i know that for me doing temple work mm-hmm. as long as i have when i open myself up and become vulnerable and put on a sex show or mm-hmm. do some of the things i do i open the door and give people permission they're not going to do like i do mm-hmm. but it gives them permission to go okay i want to push my boundaries a little bit mm-hmm. And so through example of doing what I do, I open the door to others to become a little bit more in tune with their bodies, with their sexuality. And I think that's part of the power of the psychosexual healing. Oh, yeah. And we all live in such a sex-negative world. We've been stripped of our, our abilities to love ourselves and be sexual beings and through the work I do in Aphrodite's temple I reopen that door and say hey if you want to you can come and be free and mm-hmm. open yourself up a little bit if you want and it's a process 
And I've seen so many people come through Temple, mm-hmm. and at first they're nervous and kind of standing in the shadows, so to speak, or in the corners, mm-hmm. just observing. And then after a little while, the energy just kind of opens them up a little bit, and all of a sudden they're jumping in and playing and I've had so many people come up to me sometimes years later and say, Gigi, you transformed my life. Mm -hmm. This has been such an experience. So if you're in Texas, we are doing some events coming up. Mm -hmm. Spirit Haven. Spirit Haven still has tickets for sale, but there is a cutoff date before the festival. And then... ESP or spirit people also have a uh, festival coming up and we'll be running Aphrodite's temple at both these events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know another thing that I re- like a big piece of healing that I got through the work that we've done together and, and through BDSM in general is being able to really embrace my bisexuality and work through a lot of trauma I had that revolved around being sexually assaulted by men. Like, I've known for a long time that I was attracted to men, but I didn't realize how much my trauma was holding me back and keeping me from accessing this entire part of myself. And that's one of the big things that I've I've gotten through the work that we've done together. And I know when I was younger, I was so traumatized through a sex-negative culture, through having a father that was a minister and being put through the religious dogma of, oh, sex is sin. And the healing work I went through, it just opened the door to becoming a complete human being again. I denied myself sex for a long part of my life, or I tried to. I was so fucking horny. I couldn't hold back, and then I'd feel guilty about it. and, And then repent and mm-hmm. go through this agonizing thing of confession and and then I'd do it again and again and it, it was this weird trap mm-hmm. and then going through this psychosexual healing it freed me from that vicious cycle mm-hmm. it's like all of a sudden I could embrace my sexuality and realize oh my sexuality is a gift from the creator mm-hmm. it's not a sin it's a sacred act yeah. And I think that was a big part of my transition was embracing my sexuality, my body, mm-hmm. and really embracing pleasure and knowing that I'm worthy of pleasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And just knowing that you're okay and that there's nothing wrong with you and that, you know, when you really get down to brass tacks, everyone has, uh, you know, everyone's unique and everyone has different things that that turn them on, that make them tick, that 
fire them up. And some of those things are 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 more normal, and some of the things that seem like really weird and out there in the beginning become really, really normalized and are completely fine. It's self-acceptance is a long journey and it has a lot of twists and turns. But the more that you experience with people and you see what other people are are into and realize how varied the world is, it's really like can be a, a, a breath of fresh air to get around other people who have maybe unique tastes or, you know, whatever. And I'd like to ask your permission, Paul, mm-hmm. if I share something a little bit personal about yeah. my observations yeah. of you. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember when you first came into Temple and you were a little reserved sexually. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I was noticing the other night at, at the Burning Man event mm-hmm. how open and free you have become yeah. with people mm-hmm. and how you get on the table, you strip naked. And mm-hmm. I don't think you would have done that when you first came into Temple. <laughs> I mean, as fully as you do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not as fully as I do now. And it's been it's been really good for me, and it's been really healing. I think the next area I kind of want to touch on is back to the process. How do you get from being kind of inhibited and feeling guilty or feeling shame or doubts around yourself and your sexuality to fully blossoming? Mm. And I think part of that process is finding a dom Mm -hmm. or a sub that you can work with, or even a sex partner, it doesn't have to be BDSM, Mm -hmm. and start practicing some sexual techniques. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked a little bit as much about tantric sex, but Mm -hmm. sometimes doing some breath work together. Mm-hmm. forming that genital heart connection with each other and mm-hmm. looking into each other's eyes and mm-hmm. becoming vulnerable can be a very powerful and healing experience. It's scary as hell at first because mm-hmm. we're unfamiliar with it. I remember one of the first times I did the genital heart connection with you. It was a little difficult at first, and then you got into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I mean, I remember it being intimidating. And then I remember, I remember specifically having a hard time meeting your eye. And then I remember getting past that and getting more comfortable with that. And it was, it was really, really powerful. But one thing I do also want to mention right now, a lot like we've been focused around. A lot of stuff like involving a dom and a sub. But for a lot of these things, you don't need to find anyone else. This can be an inward journey that is something personal. You can do the breathing techniques by yourself. I think doing uh, kegels 
Uh, you can do the genital heart connection with just yourself. You don't need to find a, a dom necessarily to get a lot of the, these benefits. It is something that you that can be a completely inward journey. So I just didn't want anyone to get discouraged because they didn't have a dom right now. Then you can do it without a partner. Like he said, Paul said, this can be a solo experience. I started doing my genital heart connection in front of the mirror naked. Mm -hmm. Put place one hand on my heart, one hand on my genitals, and gaze into my own eyes. And that can be scary at first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when you really take some time and look deep within yourself. When I say looking, I look into my eyes is partly a physical activity, but partly going deep within myself, mm -hmm. almost a meditative state gaze into myself mm -hmm. and that can be very powerful yeah very healing mm -hmm. it was one of the first early times when i started really reaching that concept of i am worthy mm -hmm. yeah and also you can do pain play on yourself you can do self-inflicted impact play and I, I, it can be really really intense because I think when you are doing impact play on yourself and doing pain play on yourself, you have to, you know, you have to push the, like, past your own limits and your own boundaries. You have to overcome the self-preserving, um, like, uh, like, thing to... And, and hit yourself a little bit harder. and But you also are aware of, like, you know, of... Safety protocol. A safety protocol. And so it's that pushing to, to like, go get past your natural, like, inclination to pull your punches, but also being fully aware of, like, how your body is doing and what your limits are. And you can also, if you're not into the pain play, you can mm -hmm. edge an orgasm. Mm -hmm. Start learning how to do that. And mm -hmm. that can be so intense. And mm -hmm. so it will take you places, I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. There are also different kinds of sensory play you can do. I know that one of the things that I do a lot of times when I'm in... A tub is I'll let the, I'll start off with a, a hot tub and like let my, my muscles like really, really relax. And then I like to wait until the water in the tub has completely equalized to my body temperature. And then I like to do a sensory deprivation where you're just under the the water and you can't really tell where like w what parts of you are submerged and what parts of you are exposed to the air and you still your breathing and you meditate 
and kind of get to this floaty place that's between worlds and like between consciousness and unconsciousness. It, I find a lot of similarities in that place and in subspace. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that for me, when I can get into that zone and, you know, we're talking about a type of ritual bath. Mm-hmm. And a ritual bath can take us amazing places. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think of ritual bathing as not only cleansing my body, but cleansing my spirit, cleansing my mind, and allowing myself to go to those places in my head that I need to go to and and work through. And some of it's fun. I mean, I've got fun toys I use in the bathtub. And and so sometimes I let the inner child come out and play. It doesn't always have to be super serious. <laughs> it can be a journey of fun and joy and delight and pleasure. Yeah. And so taking these things and combining them and doing different things at different times as you need them can awaken a whole spiritual side. Mm-hmm. I've had so many experiences where I just felt in tune with the universe and with my energy self, the energy within me that's my core being. I mean, I'm not just a body. I'm an energy being within a body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But any last thoughts? We're coming to the top of the hour. Yeah, I would say, and we've we've talked about this on other shows, there's a lot of different ways to get connected to different parts of the community. There's FetLife, there's uh, different places online, finding a local a fetish community, finding a local... BDSM group going to different there's all kinds of different like like DomCon and different like conferences that are specifically for BDSM but there's also Burning Man events all over the world yeah (laughs) burning events and pagan festivals and all sorts of different things but I would say like find a, a way to get involved within like a community of open-minded people who do BDSM and kind of talk to other people about their experiences and how they got to the places that they are and what they liked and what they didn't like. And just explore everything that's out there because you never know who's going to have that uh, suggestion or like perspective that completely changes the way that you think about things and recontextualizes things for you. So I think going and and finding different points of view and try to get as broad a perspective on what it means to do BDSM, what it means to do spiritual 
sex, to do tantric sex, to uh, take different workshops, learn different things, really expand, expand your horizon. And I think if you do that, you you will probably find whatever it is that is your own like specific key and special uh, brand of things that helps you to get to the places you want to be. And I tell you, I think for my parting thoughts, as you were speaking, I was thinking about when I was growing up and how there was no pagan community, or if it was, it was very secret and hard to find. There was no internet. There was no Burning Man communities. <clears throat> there were no places where I could go and meet kindred spirits. And I feel so fortunate that we live in a world now where these things are available and accessible through the internet to explore and discover and find. I remember when I was growing up, I felt so alone and alienated and I was in so much pain. And I know I did a lot of work in the bisexual community to open those doors. And part of it was because I was in such isolation and pain growing up. And I know I wanted to create a better world where there was access for kindred spirits, that we could meet each other and grow together and learn about it from each other and really connect. It is such a different world today than it was when I was in my youth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I mean, it was, it's kind of like, I felt so trapped and without any resources. And today the resources are there. Take advantage of them. Yeah. Well, have a good night. Enjoy those nocturnal emissions. Explore your body. Join a community where you can be free and express your sexual self freely and develop and grow and get in tune with your body again. The world is changing. Join the sexual, I don't want to call it a revolution, and maybe more of sexual enlightenment, and explore and become enlightened. Have a good night. Good night. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. 
Join us each week to learn everything sexual. Add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier, so explore everything sexual.